Hi, I'm John Jackson. And I'm Greg Patent. And we're, we're the, the Food, food guys. guys. Well, you know, the salmon fly hatch is on, Greg. <laughs> it's almost foreign Did language you know that? to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the big hatch of the year. Whatever river is flowing by your house, we're over here in the Bitterroot Valley and uh, Missoula Valley. We're finding uh, the rivers are still running a little high. But uh, when those big hatches come on, uh, you start catching trout. Even in that kind of a, the water isn't as clear as it could be. Mm-hmm. Not as clear as it's going to be before very long. So I just thought I'd remind you because, you know, after all, this is uh, Montana and it's fishing country. Well, I discovered that when we moved to Montana. Yes. I'm a big city boy, John. I had oh, only yes. lived in big cities up to that point. Well, I grew up in Shanghai, Tokyo. which was millions and millions of people. And then San Francisco. And then San Francisco. And then I lived for a year in Detroit also Detroit. and then lived in Naples. So I didn't know anything about fishing. But a graduate student in the zoology department invited me out to go fishing. He took me up to Rock Creek. This was in was yeah. probably late June. Miraculously, within a few minutes, I got a bite. And I reeled it in, and it was a beautiful brown trout. Wow. And then— The hatch was on, man. And I thought, it's heaven. Oh, this is wonderful. We were there for just a little while longer, and I didn't catch anything else. And and then I went home, and I cooked the fish for dinner that night, and it was sensational because you don't need much with fresh-quality fish like that. And then the student invited me out again a couple of weekends after. natural. I was delighted because I thought, how many am I going to catch this time? Well, (laughs) the answer was we were there for three hours, (laughs) and I was getting cold. I didn't get a single bite in three hours. And I thought, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) If I want trout, I'm going to go to the market, and I'm going to buy it from now on. But my fishing days were over. (laughs) Well, that's – see, now that's the typical – kind of story in a way. That's what happens. That's what happens. You I go know, for but a long you have phase. to actually love the whole sport of it and the whole yeah. ethic of it. I really learned, I learned it back in Michigan, uh, fly fishing, and I learned with some very great fly fishermen like Jim Harrison and Tom McGuane and people like that. I came out here because uh, one of the reasons I came out here, in fact, was that McGuane always very excited about Montana streams. So I was happy to come out here to go to school. Boy, I had the hardest time kind of adjusting from that those close wooded creeks and streams back in Michigan mm-hmm. to the wide open streams of Montana. And it took me a while. And, and I remember thinking, where are all these fish, you know? <laughs> there's so yeah, much water. <laughs> there's so much great water and you could see, you know, but finally I got with the local hatches. I can tell you right now that the salmon fly hatch is on, on the Bitterroot. I'm sure it's on and all the other rivers around here at this particular moment. Uh, soon it'll be gone. Mm-hmm. But there are other great uh, hatches coming, and there's going to be a lot of great fishing. One of the things you should do, of course, is catch and release. I'm all for catch and release, but, you know, I think it's a mistake not to occasionally eat a trout because, after all, that's why you're out there. Otherwise, you're just out there torturing fish. 
I'd say once in a while, you got to have a fish. And when you do, my advice is take along the makings so that you can, uh, let, let's say you catch a 12-inch cutthroat or something, uh-huh. or a rainbow or whatever. Eat it right there next to the river. But if uh, you catch a larger fish, and that's the one you want, be sure and uh, bring that home. Put it in your poacher. A poacher is a wonderful thing to have. I think they're very available if you don't have one. It's a long, it's a long pan, long pan with rounded ends, yeah. and it's about four inches deep. And usually, there's a little rack in it that for you, you to put remove. your fish in and put it. What you want to do with that is uh, put your fish in there after it's gutted. Of course, you don't have to take the head or tail or no. Leave the head on and the tail on. And uh, pour in one cup of white wine. Add enough water to cover. Drop in one onion quartered, a bay leaf, and six peppercorns. Mm -hmm. Season the water with salt. Cover. Bring just to the boil. Turn off the heat and leave it to cool at room temperature. Mm -hmm. After about 30 minutes or more, remove that, drain off any excess liquid, pat dry, remove the skin, Mm -hmm. if you like, leaving the head and tail intact, and just... The aroma will be amazing. What can you do, folks? And the thing is that this this is actually cooking off heat because you're just getting the water hot enough to come to the simmer. Then you turn it off, and so it's a residual heat that's cooking it. It, The texture of, of... a poached fish is so delicate yep. and really sublime. It doesn't need much more. You could make a hollandaise sauce if you wanted for it, but I think just a squeeze of lemon sure. would be just terrific. Yeah, and unlike Greg, you'll be out fishing again immediately. <laughs> Once you have that. <laughs> and with that, I advise you to come back next week for The, the Food, food guys. guys.